As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. Well, well, welcome to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen, and I'm excited to be with you today. And as always, I'm sitting across the table from the one and only... Uh, what were you called earlier? Uh, well, there was <laughs> Do, a question. Should we say that? <laughs> no, I don't. No, okay, I don't think right. so. That's um, okay. We'll leave maybe that. in a blooper thing we'll, at some point in time. Right, I might we'll, feel good enough. We'll leave to, that for right now. But Randy, how are you today? I'm doing so good, and I'm glad to be on the podcast again and just kind of sharing life and experience and. Yes. Not the name of the podcast that I was joking about. No, 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 but, but it is. But we do like to have fun on this podcast. If you're a new listener, we're so glad that you're joining us. And uh, that, that's that's kind of your heart behind this uh, relational leader podcast. Really sit around the green room, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're going to sit around the green room, talk about real life stuff as leaders and pastors, things that we face. Uh, you may not hear a session at a conference or a breakout session or a sermon, but we're just gonna get real and just talk yeah, about life. Absolutely, and have yeah. a good time doing it. And oh, we're gonna got, laugh. We're yes. gonna have a good time. <laughs> and uh, we got a great pastor joining us uh, in this conversation around the table today. We have Chad Veach with us. How you doing? Yeah. I feel good. I've got two coffees in front of me. Yes. <laughs> I feel excited about the Relational Leader Podcast. This is a strong name, by the way. It's good. <laughs> I was thinking about what about the guy that is not relational? Does he come onto the podcast, listen, and go, "Well, that's it." I'm going to become relational. You I, think that's so. what he, if, I think that's what he needs to do. I mean, if he's on, if you're listening to this yeah. now and you're not a relational leader, then yeah. it's time to jump on the bandwagon. I just listened to a great audio book by Simon Sinek. Yeah. Leaders Eat Last. Have you read it or, or listened to this I've one? I've heard of it, but I haven't. And listened. he talked about this very idea that if you're a leader that stays in your office and you're not around the water cooler, and you're not mm. talking to all the employees and hanging out, playing ping pong or whatever you got set up, you're gonna miss the real nuance or fragrance of your organization. So I like the fact that you got the relational podcast, the Come relational on. leader. Yep. Yes. We don't need to mention the other name. They don't even need to read Simon's book now. We just, they just, we just right? right? You're no. here, man. <laughs> We got the Blinkist right here. <laughs> the Blinkist, Thank yeah. the Lord for Blinkist. The Blinkist is a blessing. Oh, I'm going to tell is. you right now, those of you that are listening. Yeah. If, Tip of the day. If Tip you want to get the information on a book, yeah. any kind of productivity, leadership books, I'm telling you, that's Where the Where was spot. Blinkist when I was in high school? Bro. It was Cliff Notes. That's yeah, but, it, but even that was still not good enough. I know, it was still <laughs> No, it wasn't it like it is now. The digital time. world has helped us out a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, you uh, braved literally a monsoon to, to be here <laughs> with us. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, almost uh, a mission strip experience. And so we're so glad that you that you did. I am very glad to be here safe and, and sound. You're and, and I'm dry. You're safe. And I've showered and I have coffee and I feel great. Uh, mm -hmm. that, well, but it, we had no golf. No, we were supposed to be relational on the golf course, giving each other high fives for birdies 
not bogeys. Mm, yeah. And and but we're we're still happy. That's we, all right. Yeah. We're relational. We, we just flow with in the coffee. Day. When you're <laughs> on a mission trip, when you're on a mission trip, all right. Traveling is about two things. Traveling is about staying positive and staying flexible. Because tra ne traveling never goes the way you think it's going to go. Right. So you stay positive and stay flexible. And that is what I'm teaching my kids on the trip that we're on. So <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to y'all what I've been preaching to my three, five, seven y'all. We are going to stay positive and we are going to be flexible. <laughs> or you're like in trouble. Or yeah. Or I'm going to take that iPad away. <laughs> no, that's punishing yourself when yeah, you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, Man, we so off topic, but we're having a oh, good no. time. All right, let me let me bring us on topic. So, Chad, we invited you here today, and uh, we're going to talk about a very, um, uh, a really, I'd almost call it a hot topic right now. Yeah. I feel like it is in the church. Mm. Um, we're talking. You hear this a lot. The term soul care. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, uh, you're, we've got church pastors and leaders and ministry leaders listening, yep. and you know. A lot of times when you're on staff, when you're pastoring a church, yep. you're thinking about the, you, you want to help care for the souls of right. those that you're pastoring, but mm -hmm. then you have a soul. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. And right. sometimes that gets neglected. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and so it's a thing that we're we're here to talk about today. Right. And I'd love to kick the conversation off okay. with first, just let's talk about what is biblical soul care when people yeah. hear this term when we talk about this when pastors talk about it when i mean it, it is something that is out there what i mean does that just mean i get a day off and i get to go to the right. beach and get a, a couple massages or like what is biblical yeah. soul care great question um i think i think when it comes to uh soul care you know we 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 have our our beings our, our lives and what they're made up of our body our souls and our spirits and and i think of what uh the, the epistle of John says that, brothers, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even, even as, as. Mm -hmm. to the degree as your soul prospers. And I think that it, it is, it's a whole piece. It's kind of a holistic approach. We, we do need to rest physically and we do need to rest mentally. And we even need to rest spiritually because as pastors, I'm, I, I have a hard time reading my Bible and doing things where I don't think about the church and other people's soul care. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just resting from doing it for other people and just, mm. just for myself. Mm -hmm. And so soul care is really just taking care of your own walk and journey with God so that everything else can prosper and be in good health to the same level as your soul is taken care of. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you think about it, God wants our soul to prosper. What is our soul? Our mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. So God wants my mind to be sharp, my, my, to, for me to have the mind of the Lord. Yep. Uh, God wants my will that I can have the ability to come under, submit to His will. My not my will be done, but His will. Yeah. And then my emotions. I feel like you know, for many of us, we're on an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So you do need that physical rest. A lot of times, you are, our emotions are attached to that. You got to drink some water, get a good night rest, and all of that. But we want to be prospering in our soul. I I I think it's such a big deal because if you think about Samson. Mm -hmm. So here is this talented dude who's got a lot of gift, but he gets worn down from a lady mm -hmm. that vexes his soul. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens to a lot of leaders is that I'm t I got a grace, I got a gift, it's I got good. a calling, it's good. but there's somebody or some situation, COVID fill in the blank, that's wearing me down. Mm-hmm. 
And if it wears me down so much, I I just don't have the ability to make great decisions. Sure. So I think it was Samson was just so tired that he's like, oh, I'll just tell you the secret to my sauce. And so we have to be very careful about soul care because I think that's when bad decisions start creeping in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're just too tired. My mind's not thinking right. My my will's not submitted to God. Mm-hmm. And my emotions are all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, as a, as a pastor's kid growing up, I would observe people come in and when they cry under the unction of the Holy Spirit when they're ministering, and when they cry and you're like, my man, you just tired. That's not God. You just tired. You just cry because you're tired. You just that ain't the little, Lord. That's your emotions just... just little out of whack, bro. You just that's just mission trip cheers. You know. So I think we got to be really careful with our soul and find ways to soul care because it ultimately affects your decision making skills. That that's you know. So hearing what both of you are saying and, and explaining, you know, one of the things, Chad, we like to do on this podcast is talk real practically. Right. Um, because there's probably listeners right now and they're hearing these definitions and they're saying, like, I, I am. I'm worn out. I'm making emotional decisions. Mm-hmm. I haven't been caring for myself. I've been reading my Bible so I can preach a message and not actually for what God wants to speak to me. So so let's let's dive into some practical things. What do you do, pa- Pastor Randy? What do you do? What what are some things we can do to help protect our soul, to help rebuild it, to help keep it healthy, or maybe bring it back to a place of health? Can we throw out something that I think might be a good prelude to this question? How would you even know mm. if you're in need of soul care? Mm. Because what to do? You you won't do it unless you first realize for sure i need it it's good yeah and i i think that's a good a good thing for people to recognize yeah now to me uh i just came off of an extended uh time away sabbatical if you will vacation because i had some people around me that i was having conversations with about what i was feeling and thinking including my wife and some pastor friends and big brothers and spiritual fathers and they were like, Randy, based on what you're saying and what we're talking about, you need to, to get away. So you must be willing to allow some people close enough into your life, which is why if there's a pastor who's not relational, first mm-hmm. thing they need to do is get relational. Because if it. you don't have that, then who's going to, hey, buddy, I just want you to know I'm sensing some things. I'm seeing some mm-hmm. things. That's I'm hearing it. some things. You're emotional seem to be making some irrational decisions Mm -hmm. and i'm afraid that you you might be in a bad spot so before it gets to a train wreck before you get off the rails Mm -hmm. how about you pull back and then we'll talk about what our soul care is but you have to have people around you that's listening to that's so good yeah and i think that's the scary place i think i think most people struggle with honesty Mm-hmm. And they struggle first with being honest with themselves, mm. especially leaders. Leaders were wired to achieve, were wired to mm-hmm. climb the mountain, were wired to you know produce, uh, were wired to serve. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you can inadvertently become the starving baker, where you're serving and giving and loving, but you're you're not yeah. doing dying that for yourself. Inside. You're dying inside. So I think there's got to be some alarms that go off internally of going like, wait, I'm, I'm I got quick tempered there, I was impulsive there. Um, I, I'm not thinking well of others. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some indicators and some people around you that can recognize. You have to, or you have to be willing to share that with people. I, I actually initiated the conversations yep. uh, back in earlier this part of year of, of 2021. 
because of the things that I was feeling. I was getting really scared. Mm. Like what I was feeling on the inside, I started talking to my my, my big brothers, my spiritual overseers, and, uh, and even my wife about it. And mm. it was through all of that that I realized, man, my soul was in a bad yeah, bad spot. That's right. So you have to have people that'll share, but you need to have people that you're willing to, you know, take that mask off because we're yeah. baking for others. That's yeah. right. And there's no shame in that. That's right. Like I think that's that's like there there should have been no sh- there was no shame in you going to your big no, brothers wasn't. and your like no. y'all but gotta I, just It took help me a while me. to get there though. Like I felt weak. It was like, mm. man, I'm you know everybody else is struggling, but I'm I've never been like I'm okay, and I just. It, I almost pushed too far. Mm. And so it, it's hard to admit that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very hard. It's mm-hmm. very hard to humble. You know, we all have pride, right? Pride just ego, whatever you want to sure. call it, fill in the blank. It is very hard to humble yourself and admit, I need help. That is just mm-hmm. because I think in leadership, we all want to wear a superhero cape, mm. we all want to feel invincible, mm-hmm. we want to feel indestructible. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that all of us are humans with the exact human need. Mm-hmm. We need water. We need sleep. We need community. We need encouragement. Mm-hmm. We need rest. Mm-hmm. And again, part of being a leader, leadership is that tricky thing where the more humble I am, the more attractive I am. Mm. The more grounded I am, the more wise I am. It's so counterintuitive mm-hmm. because we want to be the man and this and ah, and it's just like that never works yeah yeah and you go too far living your life like that you're gonna make some bad decisions i agree i think that it does start with humility it starts with honesty Mm -hmm. i get going back to that thought it's very hard for people to be honest yeah and we first deceive ourselves. i think deception is that thing we just use the phrase catfish I got catfished by, by a car service. Shout out to, large. Shout out to the windows uh, down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's one thing to be deceived by others. It's a whole nother level to deceive yourself. Yeah. To not be honest with self and go, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, but isn't, fine, isn't that the very root of deception is that you're deceived. You don't yeah, know. You, you, you don't know, know how bad of a shape you're, <laughs> you're really in. That's right. That's right. And we need other people in our life, like you said, to knock on the door and say, hey, I know you and you're not. Something's off a little bit. You're not being yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Usually you're you're more kind to the barista. You're a little bit more gentle with others. I mm-hmm. I notice you're you're preaching angry or however it's man. Or you're more isolated. Hey, I'm not hearing from you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Like, yeah. That's a great sign. That's that is a great, a great sign. sign. Yeah. So I think you we gotta find um the alarms that are going off of going like, hey, we need to address this. You know, and the, and then it's like remember that book, um, chicken soup for the soul. Oh yeah. I mean that. that I wish I came up with that because we be we wouldn't it be was. here at the podcast. We would be recording in <laughs> where would Nassau we be at my at my house or yeah. Come you on. know we'd be in Bora Bora, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we would be golfing where there is no rain. So, but I I like that chicken soup for the soul. What is your chicken soup? Mm. What is the thing that feeds you? What is the thing that you know? For us, it's golf. Mm-hmm. It's time with family. It's you know what yep. retail therapy. I like the enneagram. <laughs> I like retail therapy. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> I like the enneagram because I like to understand. Okay, that's w- w- what is your motivation? Mm-hmm. That's your why. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a two, you're a four, you're a three, you're a set, whatever it is. 
for every one of us, what fills my cup is going to be different than what fills your cup. Mm-hmm. You got to crack your own code. Mm-hmm. What What do you do when you don't know what fills your cup? So if somebody's like, oh, like I don't, man. I don't know. That I don't... person is 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 in bad shape. Bad shape. Okay, but that's the reality. There is people. There no, are. No, I think they probably know what it is. They just probably don't do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. You don't. Yeah. They don't okay. give time to it. You know, uh, they just who push was it? it off. Somebody said Jesus died for the church. You, you don't, don't have, have to. to. That's it. And, yeah. you know, I think we have to yeah. be willing to feed ourselves. Like, like it's not does, selfish to, to do that. Am, am I so big? Am I such a big deal that if I take vacation, God's church is going to suffer? Get out of here. Man, because that's in essence. Right. That's what you're what saying, saying by not taking right. care of yourself. I didn't take any time off last year. I was like, it's a pandemic and there's stuff to do. I need to raise money and I got leaders and somebody's in the hospital yeah. and this person's fighting. And what well, you mean? God can't do yep. that without me. Yep, yep, it's true. And so it's good. That's the reality of it is, you need some humility in your life. You ain't as big as a deal as you think you That's are. That's right. And I think a lot of us struggle with our self-image. It really goes back to having a healthy self-view and understanding our identity. Because when I have a healthy self-view, I realize all those things. I'm not a superhero. I'm not above anybody. I I need the same care as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all of this doesn't rise and fall on me. And so when I have a healthy self-view, I can really arrest those things and go, hey, it's okay mm-hmm. to take a day off. It's okay to go have hobbies. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have, you know, different, you know, friendships and, you know, whatever outlets you need. But I do think that you have to identify those. I think sometimes because people feel inferior or because of shame, shame makes people go crazy mm-hmm. and drive themselves in the ground because they're mm-hmm. trying to outwork their sin or trying to outwork their mistakes. Sure. And so that's why I'm saying we got to have a self a self view that's accurate and healthy. I, I heard someone say recently, we're all shaped by trauma, drama, daddy and mama. <laughs> Ain't that the truth right there? Yeah. So, so in that shaping me, I can't let my trauma or drama, my daddy or mama trump my needs as a human. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I can't let this situation. So a lot of times the leadership we're like, well, I'm in a circumstance, COVID. Yeah. I'm in this trauma. I'm in this drama. I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna neglect my soul because of what I'm facing. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what will really get that's you. That's a trouble. trap of the mm-hmm. devil. It is. Just it to is. get you to push through and I'll be all right. And next thing you know, you're a stat. We read about you in you're a, a stat. And in, in, mm-hmm. oh. we have to remember in, in you know for the pastors that are listening in our profession, we only have a 25% success rate, meaning 75% of people in our industry don't end well. Mm. Se- three out of four pastors That's don't finish Awful. strong. Archibald Hart, who does a lot of work with you know your serotonin level, your uh, rest, your adrenal gland, you know just t- family divorce rate. Archibald Hart, brilliant. I subscribe to everything he does. He says, you know, and biblically speaking, think about the heroes in the Bible, Moses, think yeah. about David, think about, you know, you go on and on, Solomon, you go on and on. It's not even in the Bible that there's a huge success rate. So in order for us to finish in our sphere of influence, well, that's rare air. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to take, I think that's why God's like, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't murder, don't, you know, and we're like, we'll never, we'll never. And then. Take one day to rest every week, and we're all like, uh, <laughs> for sure I'm not going to steal, but rest for a day? Yeah. 
I don't know about that mm. one, man. But what if that's the trigger for all this other stuff? Because mm. if you're tired, then you become more emotional. And mm. just about every stupid decision I've ever made was in an emotional, that's it. emotionally unstable, Moses, irrational mm. moment. Moses strikes the rock out of emotions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. David's up on his roof when he should be in bed sleeping. He's up, he's prone and susceptible. Uh-huh. Nobody makes stupid decisions at twelve in the middle of the day. Right. We make decisions, <laughs> d- dumb decisions at yeah. midnight when the yeah. drive. Which is why I always told my kids, "You home at midnight because yeah. nothing good happens at <laughs> <after> midnight." <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So it's just about learning ourselves, understanding ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know. So let's go back to something you guys were just bringing up. Is is this is Sabbath? And mm. it, I mean, it is up there with murder adultery do not do not do not do not and then remember the sabbath and keep it holy let's how does that look for pastors and leaders and people in ministry where sometimes you get the answer of well i just can't shut it off because ministry never stops and people all well how how do you you are both lead pastors it doesn't get i mean you could Mm -hmm. carry as much pressure as you choose to yeah um how do you how do you you have to find something that when you're doing it the other stuff is out of focus. It becomes peripheral. That's it. And for me, you know, I, I, I say it is golf. Seriously. When I'm playing golf, uh, everything else is peripheral. I just forget about it. And so it's given me rest from all the things that are on my mind all the time. It's almost like, you know, you, at some point in time in your phone, if you're not closing out all the apps, you, you got to swipe up so you can close them all out because they're all running in the background. And golf allows me to close all that other stuff out. To do it. You had to figure out what it is. I talked to a pastor the other day, and uh, he used to fish a lot. And I said, you still fishing? He goes, no. He goes, believe it or not. He goes, I'm I'm flying kites. <laughs> no, that is the most bizarre. That's what I did. <laughs> do you, bro? <laughs> and he went, we, after we finished having I mean, coffee. I don't mean to laugh like no, that one. No, you, you can really? laugh at him. You can, you can laugh at Go fly your yes. kite up uh-huh. where the na, na, na. I mean, he has. He says, I get him up to 800 feet, and he goes, and it's just the, the coolest thing. It's like, bro, just crack your whatever coat. flies your kite. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so really, but the point is, it's something that when he's yeah. doing that, that everything else has become peripheral. And it's that to me, that's rest. Mm. And I, I think, you know, when we talk about this verse that you mentioned, beloved, I pray your soul may prosper in mm-hmm. all things. So I always think God wants us to prosper physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. So God wants me, even materialistically, God wants me to prosper in every area of my life. He has not condensed his care to my spirituality or my spiritual life. He wants me to prosper in every area of my life. Yeah. Physically, financially, emotionally. So I got to figure out my buckets. What am I going to do physically? How am I caring for myself spiritually? How am I caring for myself emotionally? I like that. You know, you got to find, you know, the way you can carry, carry, care for yourself uh, materialistically, have a budget, <laughs> save money so you're not stressed out because everything is tied together. Nothing in our life is disconnected. How we do some things is how we do all things. So oh, I, that's a, that's I, a just Sims quote there from... Peloton. Peloton, that's exactly right. Yeah. You know I love Jess Sims. Oh, man, me too. That girl will kick your tail working do you out. Do, do you do the boot camp? Yeah. The, how about the bike boot camp? Do, do you, okay, so I'm, I'm on the tread boot camp. I'm, I do the bike boot camp. 
and I just do her other strength workout. Is that workout. the best that line girl, she has? She doesn't joke. Yeah, how you do? How we do something is how you do everything. Nothing is disconnected. Bro. I believe in that. So come on, we ought to get this thing is brought to you by Peloton. Shout out to Jess Sims. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the Saturday sixty. That's yeah. the one I like. It's uh -huh. the one she does on Saturdays. So, but but to care for your soul, you have to really find the Sabbath rest. We think Sabbath is I don't do anything. Sabbath is filling your cup. Mm. So I, it, it's a day to not produce and work, but what am I doing to fill my bucket physically, fill my bucket spiritually, <clears throat> fill my bucket emotionally? I've got to be thinking the thing about le leadership. Everyone makes fun of Jesus. You know, he's walking by and some woman grabs his cloak and who touched me? And everyone's like, Jesus, come on, there's those people around. <laughs> but he knew. Yeah. When virtue was leaving, mm -hmm. we live in an era where we're giving out so much virtue, content, love, bless, pray, and we don't realize there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. So I got to find what <laughs> fills my buckets. Let me let me uh, build on what you just said. And, and I, as brilliant thinking, if everybody could bucket, compartmentalize That's a beautiful life, picture. Beautiful picture. And so your question is, what can we do to rest mm -hmm. now? If you figure out the buckets in life, yes, finances and marriage, kids, health, all that stuff. If you'll take care of those areas, you can rest. That's it. That's good. Because you're not worried about those things. Yeah. So you got to give time and space and thought to how you're going to manage those so that when you do rest, you, you really are. That's you right. You can rest. And most people, I think, aren't taking care of those buckets because they're thinking about producing. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the employees. They're thinking about the content. They're thinking about what we got to get mm -hmm. done and who we got to go see and all that. And if you just take some some time to think about filling these buckets, even if you got to write them down and get a visual of them, mm -hmm. what am I doing to fill my tank? Because I can't give away what I do not have. Mm -hmm. it's so true. It's so simple. You, it, it, you know, we look off the horizon for all these great oh. things, and it's so simple. It's right there under your nose. It's crazy. It's too simple that we actually overlook it. Is it mm. exactly right? All right. So let's let's kind of close the conversation with maybe this question. If there's a listener uh, right now and they they've listened to this, they're hearing all this, and they're like, "That's me. Like I I am empty. Mm. I have given out. I'm maybe ready to quit. I know I've made emotional mm. decisions. I, whatever it is, fill mm. in the blank. They're listening to this right now." Mm. What is the next thing you would tell them to do? What What is that you would say, pastor, leader, here's your next step? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I would ask them, what are your MITs, your most important tasks? They say every leader has three things that they are at their optimum when they are doing these three things every day. Mm -hmm. So I would say, let's simplify your life down to your MITs. Let's get back down to the basics and find out what are your most important tasks. Because I feel like when you do, when you're just focused on the essentials, like my life is not crazy. I need to wake up every morning, get a coffee, and read my Bible. It's like I heard a story one time this pastor, you know Wayne Cordero? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Wayne so much. He tells a great story where this, one of his youth pastors comes in. He's like, I quit, Pastor Wayne, you know, and I want out of here. And he said, okay, I'll let you quit. But. Before you do, I want you to take, here's this journal. I want you to do your devotions every morning for two weeks. And after that, come, let's sit down and I'll let you quit. 
Well, we know this. And he never <laughs> came back to Two it. weeks later, he comes back. He's a pastor. You know, I'm, I'm, not so, I'm, not doing, I'm so sorry. I got my job. You know, boy. he fired him. But, you know, I ah, <laughs> no way. But it's, it's about most important mm. tasks. Mm. So I would say to this stressed, exhausted leader, let's clear out everything. And you tell me when you're at your best, what are you doing? Because mm. if we can find that, then we can have longevity. But if we keep chasing, you know, it's like I'm not a firefighter. I don't I don't go around chasing, you know, putting out fires. Mm-hmm. I'm I gotta stay focused on what God's called me to do and who I'm supposed to be. And if I can get my MITs in order, then I can have the virtue I need to fulfill what's on my life. That's good. That's good. I would I would say uh that is brilliant, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I love Thank that. You. Thank you. And uh you need to have a conversation. Mm. And I think if you if you can prioritize your life, mm-hmm. like Chad said, and you can have a conversation with someone, like mm-hmm. a real conversation. A safe, real, honest conversation. I think that's that's, that's where ticket. it starts. Yeah, absolutely. That's where it starts. Yeah. It's so good. Well, listeners, I hope that this podcast and conversation has encouraged you. Hope you felt like you were around the table with us, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, it was thanks. so great. I'm having sorry you that here. it wasn't really a green room. I, I forgive me for taking you guys on a mission trip today, but I feel like it worked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you you do a podcast as well, right? I have a leadership podcast as well. lean in. Leadership lean in. And so, if you want to hear more from from Chad, leadership lean in. You definitely um, want to hear. You want to do him. that, so make sure you brilliant do that. leader. If you didn't get that from today, you, you, if you listen and nuggets, you don't know who mm. he is, and you shouldn't be listening to this either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, so great to have you. Thank, thank you for having me for on. Coming thank on you, my friend. So much. Such a good time. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.